And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Welcome to episode two of the Mr. Nelson Show. I'm Douglas Nelson, better known as Mr. Nelson. Yes. Well, over the past week, the Pope has been visiting the United States. Yes, that's right. You'd think the Beatles got back together and came over. Well, that would be a big deal since two of them are dead. But nevertheless, it was quite a wild ride, huh? Especially for people stuck in traffic. But nevertheless, there was the Pope. And it's fascinating because a lot of the people who cheered him on and just lauded everything he said and was just so in love with the guy just can't stand Catholics. I mean, they just crap on Catholicism all the time. And now suddenly this guy shows up and he's a rock star. Well, of course, he's kind of a communist. Yes, preaching about social justice and what have you. You want to know what social justice is? It's theft. It's a way to justify stealing. But anyway, I'm sure the Pope's a nice guy. I mean, he means well. He just doesn't understand anything about the weather or money. I'm sorry, but capitalism has done far more for the poor than anything else in the totality of civilization. Oh, and I, yeah, I do believe in God. Yes, the Jesus version. I do. No, really. But, uh, but I'm not Catholic and, uh, you know, the Pope's just a man in a silly costume. But a good friend of mine on Twitter, who doesn't believe in God, is Regina. And Regina recently celebrated a birthday this Friday. So happy birthday, Regina. Yes, you can follow Regina, too, on Twitter. At Regina Don't Cares, with cares spelled with a Z. Yes, she's my favorite surfer girl. And in the words of Anthony Cumia, She's very attractive. Yes, you might remember her from that Anthony Cumia show they did from the Mohegan Sun. She was the lady wearing a bra made entirely of yellow paint. Yes. Yes. Uh, anyway, again, happy birthday, Regina. Ah, uh, yes, and I want to clear up some things. I made mention that in a lot of the uh, bits I do and uh, the uh, movies I do on my Selfie store... Uh, a lot of the music in there, uh, the incidental music, is um, from Kevin McLeod. And I wasn't quite sure if I'd gotten his site right, so now I'm looking right at it. It's called incompetech.com slash music slash royalty free. So if you go there, you'll get... He's got other stuff on his site. But anyway, that's what that's what I go to, is the royalty free music that he offers. Royalty free, yes, that's right. You might even hear some of his music on television in commercials. Yes, he's that good. So it's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H dot com slash music slash royalty dash free. There you go. You head over there and you can download MP3s of his music and use it for your own little podcast or whatever the hell you want to do. It's great stuff. He's a great composer and a really great guy for allowing this stuff to be used like that. And all he asks for is to be credited, which, once again, I've done. And I always credit him at the end of my night-night shows, which you'll be hearing another one in this episode of Mr. Nelson's show. Yes, that's right. But first, other things. Another thing I wanted to get right was the website address for The Conti and Kenny Show. Turns out, I did get it right. It's simply 
theconteandkennyshow.com. All one word, dot com. There you'll find everything you wanted to know, but were afraid to ask, about Conti and Kinney and their little show. You know, I read the news on that show. That's right. And that's the reason why I want you to know. No, no, no. Of course, it's a good show. They're funny and everything. So tune in to the Conti and Kinney show. Just don't ever invite Kenny over to your house. Boy, the other day I went for a walk, and uh, I don't know what happened. I guess because I was listening to music at the time. Just one thing led to another. The next thing you know, it was an hour later. And, oh, my God, my hip is killing me. I guess I've reached that point, you know. Yeah, things are going to start falling apart. I don't know what to do. I guess I could just keep taking ibuprofen and aspirin or whatever. But, God damn it. Oh, boy. It's really depressing. I don't know what to do. I've been feeling bad about it all the time. So I'd like to spend the next few minutes talking about that, if you don't mind. No, you don't. So here, uh, yeah, so it really, uh, it's just, it's hard to deal with, and uh, I'm alone, you know? I, uh, the cows don't understand. There's some cats around here. They they don't care. So all I've got is you. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I'm feeling a little better, but, jeez, uh, you know, I, there's a lot of property out here on the old ranch, and sometimes I just like to go and look at it. But if this is going to happen, I might be denied that simple pleasure. Yes. We interrupt this program to save you from severe boredom and bring you the news. Here's a story from jolly old England. Woman who wore fake penis convicted of tricking female pal into having sex by impersonating a man. Gail Newland, 25, disguised her appearance and voice as she demanded the other woman put on a blindfold when meeting up. The pair had had sex about ten times until the complainant ripped off her mask and in disbelief saw Newland wearing a prosthetic penis. Newland said her accuser, also 25, knew she wasn't a man as they engaged in roleplay while struggling with their sexuality. She said no blindfold was used and she did not strap bandages to her chest and wear a woolen hat and swimsuit. Apparently she did strap something on. She told the jury that the couple were acting out a sexual fantasy. The court had heard that Newland put a woolly hat on, claimed she was hiding her body because she had a tumor and embarrassing muscle wastage, and explained away her high-pitched voice by saying she was half Filipino and half Asian. And still this complaint had agreed to have sex ten times with this mysterious character. Anyway. My main reason why I spoke as Kai for her is that I knew better than anyone. If she wanted to hide her sexuality, I would allow her to do that. The second reason was I had spoken as Kai since I was 13. I was not confident enough to come out and say I was a lesbian. So said Newland, the first meeting with the woman, and Kai happened on Valentine's Day 2013. But she said it was the woman who pushed to become more intimate and buy the sex toy. It sounds silly, but she told me to get it. Following the verdict, Newland sat open-mouthed and in some distress. Judge Roger Dutton told her, You now have been convicted of serious charges. The consequences may be serious. I have to tell you that. Newland shouted, 
How can you send me down for something I haven't done? Sentencing will be fixed for a later date in November. End of the opinion of this reporter, I'm not entirely certain that a crime was committed here. I'm not entirely certain I believe the complainant. I mean, they had sex ten times and she still couldn't figure it out? I don't know. But anyway, Newland is going down. And, you know, she might find some gal pals in prison that uh, are more to her liking. Let's hope so. And now... A local story for Mr. Nelson. Yes, here in Louisiana. In fact, in a parish near my own. Headline. Naked jogging couple leaves one-year-old alone on beach. A 20-month-old girl was found alone on Holly Beach Tuesday morning. The parents were located hours later jogging naked down the beach. The Cameron Parish Sheriff's Office received a report of the 20-month-old child alone on the beach at 10.16 a.m., when deputies arrived at the beach at 10.33 a.m., they found the baby, two miles from a Ford Explorer, which was running. I suppose they called it. <laughs> the baby was covered in mosquitoes and alone crawling in the sand. The parents, Cody and Monique Bourgeois, were located nearly two hours later down the beach. Both were arrested and charged with child desertion and obscenity. Upgraded charges of second-degree cruelty to a juvenile are being considered. Cameron Parish Sheriff Ron Johnson said, Drug abuse is suspected. Child Protective Services has been called to investigate the incident. Well, elsewhere, another local story here in Louisiana. Even far more disgusting. Headline, Livingston Parish Couple Accused of Creating Bestiality Pornography. Over $12 million in bond has been set for a Livingston Parish couple accused of producing pornography involving bestiality. The male is also accused of being in possession of pornography involving children. The arrests come after an undercover online child pornography investigation. Louisiana State Police investigators say they developed probable cause to obtain a search warrant for a home in Denham Springs. Officials with the Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office confirmed that Minton Morris, 56, and Nina Morris, 52, were booked into the parish prison Thursday, each with a bond of $6,291,000. Troopers, along with the Louisiana Attorney General's Office and Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office, discovered evidence of the production of bestiality pornography. Approximately 30 grams of marijuana along with various other narcotics and four images of child pornography. Minton Morris is charged with possession of child pornography, distribution of child pornography, principle to crimes against nature, possession of drugs, and possession of drug paraphernalia. Nina Morris is charged with crimes against nature, Possession of drugs and possession of drug paraphernalia. You know, people, sometimes suicide is an option. All right, enough local news. Now we're going to Jacksonville, North Carolina. Headline, woman charged with castration after biting boyfriend's testicles. Oof, jeez. A man 
whose testicles were allegedly bitten during a domestic dispute in Jacksonville, North Carolina, is recovering, an Onslow County Sheriff spokesman told the Huffington Post Thursday. Some earlier reports said the man had suffered either serious or permanent damage, but the spokesman said the victim required eight stitches and would eventually heal. There was no actual long-term damage, nothing he couldn't recover from. Easy for him to say, but that's what he said. Martin De La Vega, 51, was charged with malicious castration and assault causing serious bodily injury. The terms of the charges are probably what generated stories that painted a far more dire picture of the alleged victim's condition. De La Vega also was hurt when her boyfriend fought back after she bit him. She had no major injuries, none that required hospitalization. Feels like that hospital just wants to get out of work. De La Vega was released on bond after the September 10 arrest and is scheduled to appear in court on October 1st. So she's still out there. So, uh, you know, be careful. I guess love really is a battlefield. This next story was referred to me by the lovely Stacy Presman. So, kudos to Stacy. Thanks, Stacy. Headline Man Disembowels Woman uttering wrong name during sex. It has been reported that 24-year-old Fidel Lopez became angry when his girlfriend, Maria Nemeth, allegedly said her ex-husband's name while the pair were having sex in a closet in an apartment in Sunrise, Florida. Of course, in the early hours of Saturday morning, Mr. Lopez called the emergency services and said Miss Nemeth, 31, was having trouble breathing. The pair had lived together for around a week. Police and paramedics arrived to find Miss Nemeth in a pool of blood on the bathroom floor. They pronounced her dead at the scene. Officers also found bloody tissue inside a closet and a half a bottle of tequila in the kitchen. Mr. Lopez initially told police that Miss Nemeth had been drinking and went to the bathroom and vomited after the pair had engaged in rough sex. But Mr. Lopez changed his story upon further questioning. According to a police report, Lopez told officers he flew into a rage and broke objects around the apartment after Miss Nemeth allegedly said her ex-husband's name during sex, telling police he became a monster. <clears throat> Mr. Lopez said he began to insert objects into Miss Nemeth, who was unconscious, and ripped out some of her intestinal tissue. After failing to revive his girlfriend, gee, I wonder why. Yes, after failing to revive his girlfriend by splashing water on her face, he called the emergency services. Lopez is facing a first-degree murder charge and will not be released on bail. Neighbor Dan Carter said Miss Nemeth was a uh, very gentle and very private person. You see, this is why you bring back the electric chair. This little bastard deserves to suffer while being executed. And what the hell, in the closet? Well, why does he gotta do it in there? And they were only together for a week. Of course she's gonna forget the name and say something else. Since we don't have the electric chair anymore, the least we can hope for is that he drops the soap in the shower. And finally, in Florida, yet again, we have this story. Headline. Pooping burglary suspect caught brown-handed. A Florida man suspected of breaking into a bar to steal alcohol and defecating on the floor, has been allegedly caught with his pants down. Collier County deputies responded to a 911 call Tuesday evening about a possible burglary at Joey D's, an East Naples restaurant. 
Deputies investigating the scene noted thousands of dollars in damage to computers, monitors, and the cash register. There was also human feces on the bar floor. A large bottle of Sambuca was next to the poop, according to the Naples Herald. Outside the bar, police found the man suspected of being the pooping perp. Robert Predmore, 60, was unconscious and smelled of alcohol and feces. Officers noticed his pants were soiled with feces and put two and number two together. Police said his soiled pants matched the defecation on the bar floor. Hey, sounds like CSI Miami was hard at work. Police claimed they found a backpack belonging to Predmore containing several prescription pill bottles and a clear plastic baggie with, with marijuana inside. Predmore was taken to Naples Community Hospital. He was later booked on charges of burglary, criminal mischief, possession of marijuana, and remains in the Collier County Jail on $12,000 bond. As of this reporting, apparently, no charges for feces. And that's the news for this edition of Nelson News. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, John Kensel and the legendary Wid at Carmine's Comedy Club, Poughkeepsie, New York, this Saturday. Two shows, 7 and 9.30. Call 845-464-1572. Friday, October 23rd, see Joe Conti headline at the Blaze Bistro Comedy Club, Toms River, New Jersey. BYOB, call 732-244-0053 or just go to JoeConti.com and pick up a CD, Happiness. This Saturday night, go see the Reverend Bob Levy at 8 p.m. at the Taj Mahal in Atlantic City. Go to RevBobLevy.com for all info. Thursday, October 8th at 8 p.m., see the Reverend Bob Levy at Liberty Tavern, Staten Island, New York, part of a three-day comedy festival fundraiser. Go to RevBobLevy.com and click on Thursday for me, Mick Foley, on Friday. And Saturday, uh, just a regular comedy show, I guess. I don't know. Friday and Saturday, October 9th and 10th, see me, the Reverend Bob Levy, and Louis Twitchell Santani at My Club Comedy in Nagatok, Connecticut, or whatever the fuck. Uh, go to myclubcomedy.com or RevBobLibby.com. Friday show, 9 o'clock. Saturday, 7.30 and 9.30. MyClubComedy.com. Connecticut. Remember actor Peter Graves? He was from the original Mission Impossible TV series, and he starred as the pedophile airline pilot from the movie Airplane. He also starred in another film as a nuclear physicist tormented by alien killers from space. The title is somewhat misleading, as they only kill one man, and his death is kind of an accident. And they spend the rest of the movie showing Peter films of bugs. Because of all this, I've decided to crap all over this film with my commentary. Yes, it's like watching crappy old movies with me. All you have to do is head over to my video store at 
selfy.com slash nelson. That's S-E-L-L-F-Y dot com slash nelson. There you'll find this and many other films that I've brutalized. So, show some love, drop some change, and watch some movies with me, Mr. Nelson. Warning! Due to an extreme lack of talent, bathroom humor is deployed throughout the film. Oh, I must have dozed off in front of the TV again. Well, better just get up and go to bed. What? My hand? It, it's glued to my ass. What the? Wait a minute. <laughs> Kinsel's done it to me again. Yes, when you employ the services of Kinsel Heating and Plumbing, you get a prankster for life. Whether it's exploding whoopee cushions, electroshock showers, or finding cans of your least favorite orange soda nailed to every telephone pole in the street, you're gonna know what it's like to have a special pal who never forgets you. So when you need the best in heating and plumbing and the occasional surprise goof, Kinsel Heating and Plumbing is for you. If you attempt to sue Kinsel Heating and Plumbing for any damages resulting from gags and jokes, remember, we know where you live. And now, it's time for another edition of Perhaps, But Maybe Not. Listening to several episodes of The Bob Levy Show, you may have noticed a certain accusation tossed about. Yes, an accusation made against co-host Joe Conti. That Joe Conti is indeed a communist. Conti is a commie. But is this true? Is Joe a pinko commie? Would he be willing to join a guerrilla warfare band since because he is a lolangrilla? In a recent episode, while discussing the lies of Brian Williams and so-called comedian Steve Ranasisi, the boys somehow ventured into the current presidential election and frontrunner Donald Trump. I mean, what the fuck is going on in this fucking world? Nobody can take it. Nobody can take anything in this world. We're so fucking soft. That's why we need Trump, because even though he's not a politician... Oh, here we go. Oh, shut your fucking (laughs) mouth. So, some would say this is evidence of Joe's aversion to a champion of capitalism. And such an aversion would be a necessary quality in a communist. However, this isn't nearly enough for a full verdict. One must look elsewhere. The question arises, which candidate out of all the candidates running now does Joe prefer? Uh, who, do you, who else is there besides Hillary? I mean, on the Democrats. Uh, Bernie Sanders. Who I, he, he's running on an independent ticket, but oh, come he, on. I, I actually like that guy. He's uh, So... Joe Conti supports the socialist candidate, Bernie Sanders. And what is the economic method of communism? Yes, that's right, socialism. So, the evidence does seem to stack up. But can we yet convict Conti here? We must leave that up to the wisdom of the audience. And ask the question, is Joe Conti a commie? Perhaps. But maybe not. Well, that Joe Conti better get his act together, I tell you what. (laughs) 
Well, we don't want none of them copies around here, no, sir. Well, looks like it's time for another episode of Night Night. So y'all sit back and enjoy the story. Me? I'm gonna go take a dump. And now, it's time for City City News. Starring your co-wakers, Wiener Waker and Sally Sue. Buddy with sports. And Sparky with the weather. And now... Here's Wiener. Good evening. I'm Wiener Wonker. Sally is on assignment. Our top story tonight, the Atlantis robbery at the Atlantis water park this morning. The water park had been the scene for a benefit show put on for the benefit of children suffering from the terrible disease of butt rot. Suddenly, the philanthropic crowd was assaulted by what appeared to be a plague of frogs. Frogs, that strangely enough, seemed to be interested in people's wallets and jewelry. A few minutes into the whole panic scene, the costume villain known as Bullfrog appeared. Once he called to his henchmen that he referred to as his tadpoles, everyone knew <laughs> tadpoles. that this... Sadly, not one cent of the $400,000 raised at the event would be able to go on their money to help them for their treatments and stuff. Yes, but even more outrageous than that, Smedley, is the simple fact that the commissioner failed to inform me that Bullfrog was once again on the move in Cityapolis. Come on, Dick. It's time for Night Night and Bubo to once again prowl the streets. Oh, boy! and Dick Sprung change into their colorful alter egos of Night Night and Bubo, leave the comfortable confines of the back room of Club Night, and roar out the secret headquarter door of the Night's Lair in their amazing night cruiser on the way through the traffic of Cityopolis to City Hall, where they find the office of Police Commissioner Charles Redwood. Well, here I am, Commissioner. Yeah, there you are. Don't you think you owe me an apology? For what? For not telling me that Bullfrog was back in action. Well, now you know, so there you go. All the suffering, all the victimization of victims by Bullfrog is on your head, Commissioner, because you sat here on your lazy ass and did nothing. Oh, shut up. I'm sick of your crap. As I am sick of your avoidance of justice. You don't know what justice is, you costume pantyhose freak. <laughs> Stop it, stop it, stop the painting. <laughs> My tummy hurts. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, shut up. Wait outside, you're embarrassing me. Uh, I want to be here. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Damn you. Uh, what do you want? What do you want? I want in on the case of Bullfrog, obviously. Yeah, well, you know the details from the news, obviously. That's pretty much all we know. He's hitting the usual spots that he does, so we're staking out potential sites that he'll probably strike next. Yes. Due to his amphibious style. It's obvious that he will hit some sort of aquatic establishment. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like he always does. I suspect the Cityopolis boat races will be an obvious target. Yeah, that's uh, actually pretty good. It's one of the sites we're checking out. Yes, it is pretty good. Almost too good. Too obvious. 
what do you mean? He wants us to go there so that he can strike somewhere else, somewhere unexpected. But it's hard to tell where on this map you've got here on the wall. I can't make heads or tails out of any of this. Because it's not a map, it's a painting. Yes, yes, of course. But this here, this little card. Meh. Oh, that's just some old business card I got from the bar out of town. Some place called Swampies. Swampies? Of course. What? This is the possible next target. That's ten miles out of the city limits. It's, you know, way out there in Townville. Yes, beyond your jurisdiction, but not beyond the reach of Night Knight. I don't think he's going there, Night Knight. Best he could get is about 500 bucks on a good night. It's a piece of crap dump. That's the problem with you, Mr. Small-minded, unable to see events beyond your understanding. The Night Knight prepare for all contingencies. Let's go, Bobo! The Night Cruiser! Meanwhile, across town, at the docks, near its abandoned warehouse district in one of its many abandoned warehouses, we find the secret headquarters of the Bullfrog Gang. Alright, everybody get ready, because our next dog is going to be the Zityopolis Boris. But boss, we done seen they got plainclothes officers out there staking it out just waiting for us. It's like an ambush. So what? All you gotta do is blah, just kill all them officers and then we run. Oh yeah. Two hours later, outside Cityopolis in the small town of Townville, just outside the small little rundown honky tonk bar of Swappies. The night cruiser sits, awaiting for a bullfrog gang attack that will surely never arrive. <laughs> Sitting around in parking lots like this and that of Walmart really challenges one's faith in America. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> what the hell's the matter with you? I ran out of charge. I can't listen to any songs on my phone now. This is boring. <laughs> Just turn on the radio. And again, if you're just joining us, there appears to be some sort of strange calamity taking place at the Cityopolis boat races. Reports of shots fired and a plague of frogs. We've no word of injuries or deaths as of yet, but... Great gobs of frog poo! That's gotta be the Bullfrog's gang, Night-Night. Looks like the commissioner must have been right after all. <laughs> no! I've managed to successfully draw him out. Now capturing him will be all too easy. What? That's hundreds of miles away. How are we going to get there in time? Relax, Bobo. It's a simple matter of contacting Smedley and having him send the night boat our way by remote control. By traveling by sea, we'll be able to cut off Bullfrog faster than we would traveling on road. What are we gonna do? Wait. There's a boat attached to that pickup truck. Quickly. We'll attach it to the night cruiser and drive to the coast. Yeah, but isn't that like stealing? It's official night-night business, Bubo. We can't let petty little things like property get in the way of the pursuit of justice. And at the scene of the Cityopolis boat races... Bullfrog, this is Police Commissioner Charles Wetman. 
you are completely surrounded by police forces. Put your hands in the air and surrender. Alright, boys, release the swamp gate. And those fiendish tadpoles do exactly what Bullfrog ordered. They release the swamp gas. <laughs> Fortunately, the wind is keeping it from our direction. All right, boys, grab the cash box. <laughs> Let's make it rain. <laughs> you idiots. We'll throw all the money away, put it in the box, and stick it in the bag. Oh, no, boss. Become Night Night Boo Boo. And suddenly, Night Night and Boo Boo arrive in their boat, smashing through all the other boats nearby, which just so happens had some of the commissioner's men hiding out. But now they're all in the water, and the sudden gust and wave has pushed the gas towards commissioner's men. <laughs> but, as luck would have it, or rather, circumstance, sparks caused by Night Night's boat crash ignite the methane in the air due to Bullfrog's swamp gas bombs. And suddenly, the smelliest explosion in the history of explosions erupts. penthouse apartment of Lyle Richmond, who is, in reality, night-night. God damn! What is that smell? I'm afraid you're going to have to use some extra bleach in washing our night-night suits this time, Smedley. I'm afraid we were greatly saturated with swamp gas. Phew, I done had six showers and I still smell like a frog's ass. Oh, man. You mean you were there when that big explosion happened? Yes. Although, I'll allow the press to continue to believe it was all some sort of accident caused by Bullfrog. I knew all along that I could bring his holy reign of terror to an end. With his type of hot air, it was only a matter of time that an explosion would blow off in his face. Yeah, but you destroyed the entire marina and four blocks of city. Yes, Medley, it is often sad but true that necessary evils are used to combat evil. And on that note of philosophical brilliance, we conclude yet another adventure of Night Night. This has been a Nailsin production. The Night Night theme song is performed by Alistair White and his lovely wife Heather. Incidental music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod. All characters are performed by me, Douglas Nelson. Join us again, won't you? Whew. Don't go in there. <laughs> yes, that joke never gets old with me. And if you've seen any of my films at my Selfie store, yes, that's Selfie.com slash Nelson, you'll know what I mean. Well, looks like it's time to turn out the lights here at Levyland, 
as I bring to a close yet another episode of The Nailsid Show. And as always, parting is such sweet sorrow, and I hate to leave you with nothing. So I'm going to leave you with little pearls of wisdom that I learned from fortune cookies. Yes, two fortune cookies in particular. The first one said this. It's your attitude, not your aptitude, that determines your altitude. Well, that's a bunch of horse shit. I don't know what the hell that's supposed to mean. Boy, sorry about that one. And even more sorry, because you know the second fortune cookie didn't have anything in it. Yeah, that's never happened to me before. So what could be the meaning of nothing? I guess you can't get something from nothing. Mmm. Well, I guess I'm leaving you with nothing after all. Good night, everybody. Walls aglow with stains of age. Animals abound without a cage. Books screaming from every page. Ghosts dancing upon the stage. All of this something of you And all of this something of you Beyond the skies Behind the eyes I'm thinking of you I'm thinking of you Every step of all can amaze Every cloud shades of face for all the meat, there's a critter who pays. For all the left, there's one who stays. Decorations of bugs and bones. Singing songs in tongues and moans. Keeping up with a name like Jones. Whispered screaming tones. Whisper screaming tones And the wax melts in flame Every lover feels the same Blood writes the rules of the game Speak it loud and give it fame No love is something of you all of this I'm thinking of you Beyond the sides Between the eyes I'm thinking of you I'm thinking of you